Bhakti Marga. Now I'll talk about Bhakti Marga. The key in Bhakti Marga is to offer prayers to God of one choice. You see, Hindu religion, multiple gods have evolved and multiple prayers have evolved. And the people think some gods are suitable for some kinds of problems. About the evolution of various gods and what are to be done for each god, we will see in a different chapter. But the key purpose of Bhakti Marga is to offer prayers to God of one choice. And the prayer has to increase in proportion over time. So as more and more prayers are offered, the mind gets attuned to that God. It becomes one with the God. And then it, it loses its on the materialistic things which are causing attachment, it loses its grip. So that way one is able to attain more and more peace of mind and ultimately leading to Mukti. So that way the, the key thing in Bhakti Marga is to develop more and more attachment to God by way of prayers which leads to less and less attachment to materialistic thing leading to Mukti. So this is what is Bhakti Marga. So under that the Stotras, Pujas, and Japas all fall under Bhakti Marga. If you take Sotras, there can be Sahasranama Stotra, Ashtotras Stotras, then there can be uh, <coughs> Suprabhata. So like these different kinds of Stotras are there. In Pujas, it can be a Vigneshwara Puja, or Surya Narayana Puja, or Lakshmi Puja, or Saraswati Puja, etc. And if we take Japa, it can be Gayatri Japa. So by continuous practice of all this, one has to focus on the God, so thereby detaching from the materialistic things of the world leading to Mukti. And one more aspect is, though under Hindu religion, one can focus on formless God, but it is difficult for the people to visualize formless God. So that's why gods with various forms have evolved, so that the people can focus on that. But the people who are highly mature and who are able to concentrate on formless God, they can also focus on formless God and put bhakti on the formless God and try to achieve mukti <coughs> by getting more and more peacefulness in mind. Coming back to stotras, pujas and japas, there are sahasranama stotra such as Lalita sahasranama, Vishnu sahasranama. There are ashtotra stotras such as Shiva ashtotra, Vinayaka ashtotra, Durga ashtotra, Lakshmi ashtotra. Lakshmi Narasimha Ashtotra, Rama Ashtotra, etc. And there are Pancharatnas such as Ganesha Pancharatna, Durga Pancharatna, Lalita Devi Pancharatna. There are Ashtaka Stotras, Mahalakshmi Ashtaka, Madhura Ashtaka, Govinda Ashtaka, Rama Ashtaka, Shiva Ashtaka, Bilva Ashtaka. Suprabhata Stotras such as Venkatesha Suprabhata, Shiva Suprabhata, then Pratasmarana Stotras, Suggest Ganesha Pratasmarana, Vishnu Pratasmarana, Shiva Pratasmarana, Lalita Devi Pratasmarana, and other stotras such as Navagraha Stotra and Kanagadara Stotra. Coming to pujas, there is Ganapati Puja or Siddhivinayaka Puja, then Saraswati Puja, Lakshmi Puja, Durga Puja, Satyanarayana Puja, Surya Narayana Puja, Janmashtami Puja, Ramanavami Puja, Hanumad Jayanti Puja and there are also any forms of Guru Puja and each Puja concentrate on that respective God. When again and again the same mantras towards the same God are repeated for 12 times or 27 times or 108 times then they are called Japas. 
for all the pujas the procedures are almost similar and all pujas start with sankalpa then we go to vigneshwara puja then kalasa puja then atma puja then pita puja then prana pratishta where the respective god is installed and invoked and then the main puja towards that god is done then after one day or three days or five days or ten days the punar puja is done to take out the god from the pita there are also other often chanted mantras such as rudra chamaka purusha sukta sri sukta narayana sukta pavamana sukta and mantra pushpa